Hey everyone, welcome back to another 31 Minute Podcast. Morning, Jordan. Good morning. Morning, Jackson. Good morning. Um, how you been? I'm good. Yeah? Yep. Jackson, good? Yeah, good. Yeah. Excellent. Um, uh, we were talking yesterday about designing life. Yep. You know, and um, I think sometimes, like, let's talk about going all in, what that actually really means. Be- because... You know, there's lots of people, whether it's real estate or I was talking to another business person yesterday and she's got like all these plans for her business and things. But, and I was saying to her, you know, let's talk again in 10 years time and to see where you're up to, because it's probably like 10 years before you're going to be, get the momentum you really want. She's like 10 years. It's a long time. Yeah. She's saying, I've been in it like two years. I'm like, oh, well, let's talk in 10 years. But Sometimes people like, um, but I think she'll do really well, but she's got to design along the way. So it's, I think sometimes people look at some people and they've had a huge success in three years. Or I can say in real estate that sometimes people write these figures in two years, they're extraordinary, like everyone's like, whoa, that's amazing. And I look at it and go, mm, now, now you've got to like try and maintain that level of volume. Whereas I know some massively successful agents, they've taken 10 years to get any traction. Jason Boone's a classic example. He did nothing for 10 years. You know, he's like one of the best in history. You know, like it's such an interesting thing, but he's been in it for like 35 years now. Mm. So, yeah, you know, like it's, it's not about how fast you can get there. I think it's about how deep you go to get the momentum you need. Can I ask you a question yeah. before you go on? When did it click in for you, do you think? What year? It's just a steady progress. Because you said yesterday in our team meeting, you said my results increased year on year for my entire career. I did. Yeah. So you didn't have a – because you hit the ground running faster than probably anybody in in this industry, but it still took you a long time. Do do you you think it was because like – so take me for example. I'm a natural throw me in the mix with people – I'll click, get along with people, like got that personality that you can sort of create a bit of stuff straight away. But you were probably more shy guy, come from the underworld, Mm. probably terrible looking suits, six foot five, looking scary as hell, trying to be somebody that probably wasn't you at the time. Do you think that's why it took, like you had hard work, but with everything else against you? Probably. But I went, I just went there. I only had hard work to offer. Yeah. Like I, I didn't really have much else. But sometimes people say, like, I want to be like Matt Steinwade, like his results sort of thing. Mm. Like sometimes people say that. I hear it. And I'm like, it was hard. Like, I mean, really hard. Like, you've got to understand, like, I've door knocked from eight in the morning till six at night every day. Like every day, like doesn't matter if it's raining or doesn't matter. I didn't have like I didn't have a car, so it was like I would start at the office and literally walk to wherever the next street was. Sometimes it's in the next suburb where I had to start that day, so I'd walk all the way there and then door knock all day. Yeah, I didn't take food or anything. I didn't have any food. Like I just I didn't I wasn't prepared. Like I didn't have like a home exactly, so I like used to just walk all day not eat most of the day, just ask people if they want to sell their house. That's all I did. You know, and then I was like, 
But I thought, well, maybe I should send letters out as well. Because there was no training. I didn't have any training. Like, no one even knew what they were doing most of the in the area that I was. Like, it was this little country town. And they it was just like this thing called multi-list. So if Jordan listed a house, it'd go into the multi-list system. Well, most agents put them in there, but some didn't. Some just chose the crappy ones to put in there. So they put their list in and then every morning on the fax machine there'd be the new listings for the multi-list and you used to put it in your book, in a book, and that would sit in each office around town and Long Jetty and Bado Bay, like there was like a group, it was like a region Mm. and that was the new listings for the day. So you'd ring all your buyers from that. So like, but that I wasn't up to that stage yet but that's how it worked. So there was no one really like prospecting. So how, how did the payment? How what was the agreement was split? It was back fifty then? fifty, I think. Oh, so, so so if like I listed a, a property and put in multi list, and you brought a buyer, we yeah. sold it. It'd yeah. be fifty fifty. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. And then was there many buyers around at that point? Like on the yeah yeah I think so. Like houses were at eighty and ninety thousand dollars. I can't see. I understand why someone would do a multi list then if they could sell it themselves. Why, why give up 50% if there's buyers? That's like us. That's, well, that's like, why people used to put the crappy ones in there. Yeah, right. So like there was an agency called McLaughlin's. They were like the dominant of the dominant. So they were like you know, the McGrath, but they were just – they're still there now. Mm. Bruce McLaughlin, a nice guy, very nice guy. And um, so they used to put hardly anything in there and they used to just give 20% referral if you found a buyer – sometimes not even like they just weren't interested in multi-list because mm. they were pretty you know they had i think there's some of their salespeople are still there now yeah yeah brent yeah yeah um i think tony somebody else i, I can't remember his last name but he's like they were all they were just the dominant company we, we were just like these little owner me or something similar to me and a receptionist that was sort of like the model of the other ones it was probably a handful um, and there was, there was always like one really old owner sitting it in the sh- in the shop, and then like a salesperson and a receptionist, and that was pretty much how it worked. So I, I was like, um, I just got told to door knock, so that's all I did, and that was for a long time though. And then I learned about. I thought, what if I send letters out to people? Did you ever think after years of just door knocking from eight till six, um, I hate this, I'm not doing it anymore? No. You never thought, I want to do something different. Like, I don't even get to list these properties. I'm just... I just had no no option. Mm. You know, I didn't really have an option to be like, oh, I'll do, I'll go be a butcher or I'll go be a... I, I just didn't have anything. Like, I just didn't have any guidance, no nothing. When I say guidance, like, I didn't really... But then I learned from Karina's mum, I learned about Brian Tracy. I think that was the first set of CDs I listened to, I think, or Zig Ziglar, one of those two. And then I was like, wow, these guys are talking about put your mind to it, become what you want, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I was, I was glued to them. I was mm. like, wow, I'd listen to them so much. And I'm like, well, what? And then I sort of focused on what I was doing. Like, well, what can I do with this? And then I remember one day I, I learned... We didn't have RP data. It was McLaughlin's did. And Brent, the guy who's, who we still know now, mm. he was in McLaughlin's. And then I was in the office one day 
and I heard that you could ring people. No, sorry. I heard you could address things to people. So like via RP data, we didn't have it. So I rang Brent and said, do you reckon you can print out some streets for me so I can put their names on the letters and then send them out or drop them off? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that for you. And then so I used to sit there at four in the morning and type everyone's name on each letter. Like so if it was Zamet, I'd write the Zamets or Mr. and Mrs. Brown or what, and one after the other after the other. I've never even used a typewriter before. Oh, not typewriter, computer, but each letter. So I do each letter to send out and then prepare it and send it out. I mean, that's how much this, the slow steps were for me. And then I'd learn about ringing people later and I'd like, oh, you can actually ring people. So maybe I should ring people and door knock. And then it's slowly, 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 slowly. Yeah. And so, so let me ask you again, at what, what point in your career did you go, all right, things are things are happening now. I changed offices a couple of times, and then I went to McLaughlin's. Like I went one day, I went, oh well, I should just work for McLaughlin's because they're like the best company. So I went down to McLaughlin's and said, met with Bruce, can I work for you? And I, I'd already created a bit of like stir in the area because everyone's like, who is this guy? Like he's just relentless because I was just you know nonstop and. Mm. And the companies that I worked, I worked, worked for one called Coastal Waters Real Estate, which was the home office where I started. Then I went to Peter Brand Real Estate across the road and each one of them started to sell lots of houses when I was there because I'd find so many listings, like out of control amounts. And I'd just be like, just kept doing that. But McLaughlin said, um, Jackson was on his way then. Karina was pregnant. And McLaughlin said, yeah, we, you can work here, but you can't start for two weeks. And I'm not the sort of person to stay somewhere for two weeks while I'm going there. So I was like, I went back to the, oh, no, I think it was before, at Peter Brand. I said, do you reckon I could become a partner of this office one day? Because I used to redesign the signs and everything. I'd, I'd be like, oh, let's make the signs look a bit better, you know, the ones you used to put yeah. in the ground. And he said, no, nah, never. That's what he said to me, no, nah, never. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, never? He's like, never. I was like, all right. He said, no, no, this is just me and my son, not you. And I'm like, okay. Well, that's why I went to McLaughlin's actually. I went to talk to them. And then I went home and I thought, I can't, I can't wait two weeks. What am I supposed to do? I've got to earn money. I, like, I have to mm. work. And that's when I went to um, Giddo's, closer to Terrigal. And Karina's dad one day said, you need to work in Terrigal. If you're going to be in real estate, you need to work in Terrigal. So... If I went to McLaughlin's, I'd probably still would still be there. But one thing led to another and then ended up in Terrigal. And that's how it all sort of like unfolded. Yeah. So it was like You went to a lot of different real estates. I yeah, didn't I did. realise that. Yeah. So I you went. went to that from that lady to McLaughlin's. No, to Peter Brand. To Peter Brand to McLaughlin's. No, I didn't go to McLaughlin's. Because they oh, said two weeks. Checked, yeah. To Giddo's. To oh, El- that's right. I left Peter Brand, sorry, and then yeah. went to McLaughlin's. So I didn't have a job. And I was like, whoa, I can't do that. So Stephen Giddo's put me on up at Erin Heights. I used to work in a little shop at Erin Heights up the top. And it was just the worst shop in the world because there's nothing there. Like zero. You know where it is. Yeah. Where Benvino is. There was, yeah. Back then, there was just not, nothing. It was like 25 years ago. And then uh, I stayed with him for a while. Then Karina's dad said, you got to, because Jackson was being born. And I'm like, I've got to make something of myself. And then I went to work for Tim Andrews. And I, I went for a job in Terrigal and the guy said, no, nah, you can't work Sundays because I was Mormon. And he goes, you can't work Sundays. You'll never succeed in real estate ever. Like you, 
don't even bother. That's what he said to me. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, then I went to see Tim Andrews and I sat down and I said, listen, I can't work Sundays, but I'll be the hardest worker you've ever seen six days a week. You got me six days a week. I'll just work around the clock. I guarantee you I'll become the most successful real estate agent you've ever seen. And then he's like, okay. And they laughed at me. You asked Chris Andrews. Yeah, he laughed. They both went, this guy. It's like that. <laughs> and then um, Tim, one day, because Tim used to say, like, list options and things, and it was the best thing ever because he made me list options. I didn't like them. But one day I said, because I was always listening to stuff, like always. I was listening to um, Genman's system. I was listening to... Um, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins. I was just non-stop listening. I did nothing else but listen to the tapes. And one day I said to Tim, why don't we offer a service guarantee that if people are unhappy, they can terminate the agency agreement on the spot? He said, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. People will just, like, cancel their agreements. And I said, well, not if you're doing a good job, they won't. He said, nah, that's ridiculous. So I walked out of the office that day and I said to Jamie, let's start our own business. I, I can't do this. I said, let's just start. We had no, no money, nothing. I was like, he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. I said, let's just start. I reckon we can give this a crack. I didn't really want to own a business. I just wanted the ability to do things like you. Mm. you know, I just wanted the ability to be a bit creative with how, yeah. how do we secure the next bit of business? Like I wasn't really interested in let's build this real estate company. I didn't yeah. really understand business then. But I liked the creativity and the ability to grow your – I wanted to become a household name. That's what I really wanted to be. Yeah. So, But it was a long, long time, you know, long, long time. And I, I think the whole point of what we're talking about now is like I think sometimes people want it just so quickly. Like, you know, they look at a Josh Teslin or these mm. people who do it real quick or we've seen other people come along and just go – but I don't know. Like I think I never really thought – you know, do I need to be any particular place? I just kept slowly moving towards, like, if I had to prospect, I'd prospect more than everyone. If I had to do letters, I'd do more letters than everyone. If I had to think about branding, I'd do more than, you know, I was, like, giving it a 100 times more than most people around me were. Mm. Yeah. So going back to all, all in... Did, did, is all in different for different people? Yeah. That's what I, that's, I was yeah, like. Yeah, you're all in that. and my all in is completely different. Mm. Like you're all in, but you're different. Yeah. Which is not bad. It's just, it's probably the way you see it. It's because is, is all in different for different personalities. Yeah. Well, I love it when you say if everything just stopped, like you'd go sit in a caravan in Terrigal and just start knocking on doors. Yeah, I, would. I find yeah. that so like yeah. inspiring to hear. Yeah, because it's this such a big thing. Yeah, like if everything went sideways, I'd get a camper van and put McGrath on the side, and off I go again. <laughs> like even on that, like I think people search for stuff that's like I would never be not be a part of McGrath like ever. I don't need to own Matt Steinway real estate. Like we've seen agents go and open their company and put their name above the door because mm. they're so ego driven. Like they want to see their name above the door. Whereas me, I love being a part of something that's, I think, got momentum and means something to me. You know, like, like I genuinely love that brand. I think it's really good. I, I, we get questions all the time about people say, should I leave? I had one two days ago. The lady said, should I leave the company I'm at because I've been offered to go assistant with Ray White person over here? 
it's really established and she's sort of been in it for two years doing okay pretty good and I said well do you love where you're at she said yeah I said well I would stay there why would you leave that because I think going because the other agents more experienced and things like I, I just love everything John stands for I love everything that I like looking like the look of the brand and things like that you know like it's yeah I think it's been very good to me so how would somebody know if they're all in that's a good question um, because you, you're very different. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm all in, but you're like, you're not even half in. Well, you're all in, in, I'm your, like, in your world, you are. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, well, where else do I go more in? See, I was even thinking about this morning, right? About, we, we sent each other messages yesterday about let's design, because I'm at a different stage now with yeah. life. So, I, you know. That's probably a good thing to say. You're yeah. all in at the moment. So all in has to be divided into the pillars. That's yeah. how I see it. Yeah. So like my all in is 95% work, 5% family and then our relationships and then the wealth and sort of health just flows off it. But your all in is like 80% work and 20% family because yeah. the family needs more attention at the moment because you've got a brand new baby. So it's like is all in just one amount that you've got to split sort of across your pillars but at different parts of your life. Like your all in at 20 when you first started real estate was 99% career and 1% got shared around the rest of it. Yeah, not even. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you see it like that? Yeah. Yeah. The difference between me and you is I couldn't eat, you you can. Mm. So like I think... Um, see, I get it. I even get annoyed. I was in the shower thinking about you this morning, you know, and I was like, "You still freaking do jujitsu on a Saturday?" Like I've told you a thousand times, golf, jujitsu, boxing. I'm like, drop one of them, and you still don't do it. So, but I dropped three of them. It doesn't matter. I'm, you need to drop one of them. That's what I think. That's only what I think, though. Mm. But it's like I was thinking about the Saturday. I wouldn't train on a Saturday if I were you. I wouldn't. I was only thinking about your structure that you sent me because I think all of the rest is bang on for you. It's I, exact. I tell you why I do it because it gets me to bed early on a Friday. Yeah, po- possibly. It doesn't, but I wanna, call, it doesn't. But see, that's that's because you're not all in enough with business. You think mm. you are, but you're not because you wouldn't have it that problem if you were. Mm. Like you got to understand, George. There's no point in you comparing yourself to me because we're completely different people. We're yeah. very similar, but we're different. I had no casual clothes. I didn't own any casual clothes because I work six days a week and I go to church on Sunday. I didn't own any casual clothes. I didn't own a pair of sneakers. I didn't own a pair of shorts and I didn't own a T-shirt. Did you enjoy your life back then? I don't know. I really don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting question. Yeah, it's because very cranky on it Sundays. Sounds, it sounds horrific, to be honest. Yeah, it probably like, was. But I was that determined. Mm. Like I was just, there was no option for, apart from. But could you have done it better? Like. Could, I don't know, not with my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a very unique mind. Like I can turn it on and off very, like on and off. And it's like. Yeah. Like did, was there anything back there that you, back then that you actually did for yourself that you enjoyed? Nothing. I didn't do anything for myself. I went to church on Sunday, half the day. But it was all day. Like you end up watching church movies in the afternoon. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do anything else. Didn't go anywhere. Didn't do anything else. Didn't 
I didn't even go shops, nothing. No, it didn't go anywhere. But I was just working. I was just like, but that's what I'm saying. Like that level of all in, maybe that doesn't suit a lot of people. Your all in is like, you know, hopefully you can learn some of from my mistakes. But I mean, I chose to do it. No one made me. Mm. I was like, but I could see, I could see like if I was just all that, then it's got to go somewhere. Like it has to go somewhere. And that's the way I thought about it. Like if every day I saw it as a chance to connect with another 40 people. So, and, and I, I could see the other agents weren't doing it. Like I really could. I could see like no one was working, like no one was letterbox dropping at 5 or 4.30 every morning. I folded letters till midnight. I, I did it all myself. But it, I was like, no one's doing this, not one person that I know of. And I'm like, well, if I do that and I just keep it up, and I was really tired, like really, really exhausted. But I was like, if I just keep this up, it has to go somewhere for me. You know, but I was coming from a different baseline than you. Mm. Yeah, you, your your baseline is what pair of wheezies are you going to buy this week? <laughs> my baseline is like wheezies. My, my baseline is like I got no food. You know, so it's different. Yeah, so I think if people are listening to this, and we we went through a bit of a slump this month, didn't we? It's the worst. Trying to think about it. Yeah, yeah, we did. But the the thing is, for for me, I look at it and go, all right, well, what would do we need to do? We need to double down on what we do best you know and something magical happens when you double down on stuff whether it's you know in the gym or whether it's with your relationship or whether it's work when you really double down and i think that's a lot of people they they struggle with that they want to but do they really do mm. it you know what does that mean like i'm not talking about prospecting for a week i'm talking about prospecting for a year every day making 30 connects non non-negotiable that'll go somewhere you know 40 40 connects Five days a week for a whole year is almost 10,000 contacts. If you just did that one thing alone, made 10,000 proactive contacts a year, your year would be pretty good. Mm. You would, I don't know about double your business, but you would almost. Yeah. So if you did that in all areas of what you had to do with buyers and things, I just think a lot of people like they just, it's that uncomfort thing. Like it's not comfortable to sit there calling people you don't really want to call to try and find business or start a relationship and then nurture that for a number of years till they sell their house one day it takes a lot that takes a lot like it does mm. like if i said you go knock on the house next door here and you introduce yourself and then in 15 years they might sell that house and your job is to stay in touch with them the whole way and impress them the whole way until they sell who would want to do that yeah like, Really, who would want? But times that by a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Times that by a thousand, you you would have an impenetrable business. And I also think marketing in our business is not that easy. So people, some people aren't natural marketers. You know, they're like, how do I create a brand and a profile in amongst? If you go through most towns, most towns have ten tie shops, twenty real estate offices. Most towns do. Yeah. So how do you separate yourself? Like, how do you? How do you build a brand out of all these people? Like, well, how does that work? And when you're not a natural marketer, you're not a natural prospector, and, you know, do you provide the best service ever in your area? Most people don't. So how, how are you supposed to create a profile that everyone wants to be? This People talk about being an attraction agent, but what does that really mean? Be an attraction agent. Okay, well, 
where do I start with that? I think I'm working hard. Well, how, or how did your brain get to that? Exactly what I said. A little bit, little bit by little bit, little bit by little bit. Yeah, but I didn't let myself off, not one bit, not one, not one day. I let myself off, not not one day. I'm going, I'm going to go hang out at the the beer garden. Like I didn't do it one day for twenty years. So, so what what point did you do your first speaking event? Like, at what what point did the Matt Steinway brand go from? 2260 to digital. You know, because you would have had a good brand in in the area. Yeah. But then back then I'm sure the internet wasn't like it is now. But at some point, like, your brand started spreading across. It's because of Womberall. It's because of the core area that I had. Like, like yeah, I was just a dominant force in there. And everyone was talking about it. You know, I I didn't... Ren campaign, like who is Matt Steinway campaign and things like this. I just became that go-to person. I, I really did. I just became that person. Everyone's like, that guy's just a machine. That was what they called me, the machine. But that was the price I was prepared to pay. And I think sometimes people have to get really real with themselves and say, what price are you prepared to pay? Like people talk about John McGrath like he's you know, some king of real estate and he is like he is the king of real estate but they say oh you know i'd love to be john McGraw or he's this and but do you know what he did he started from his lounge room like the that story that that guy has about going almost going broke no money counting rings one day you can't pay wages so he had to sell like a, an investment property to try and keep the company going like the mental tenacity that that man mm. has is out of control but people don't do it. Like, so we're talking about making a few connects every day, let alone building Australia's best real estate brand, which John has. You know, like it's, and the people leaving, you know, like people leave, they compete against you. How many people have left and started to compete against John McGrath? How many? All the best. So many. But he just keeps tr- trudging on. I reckon there'd be that many nights he'd be sitting there just going, what am I going to do? Like in bed. You know those feelings when you're like in bed just thinking about the world and you're like, what am I going to do? I've had five of my best people just leave. What am I going to do? He gets up and he rises to the occasion and keeps going. Very difficult. And we're talking about making 10 or 20 connects. Come on. An agent say, I want to be the number one or I want to, I want to double my business. Well, how are you going to double your business? Like really, how are you going to double your business? You're working as hard as you can so you say now. How do you double your business? Like, what do you? What does that mean? People say it. Go to the next level. What is that? It's stupid saying. Go to the next level. What's the next level? And what is the next level? People say it all the time. I want to go to the next level. All right. Well, how are you going to get there? Yeah. So I think people come in and give it the best crack most days anyway. Yeah. Based on who they are. You know, like if you're an agent writing five hundred thousand dollars and you want to write a million. Okay, that's great. But what, what does that actually mean? What are you going to say no to to say yes to more things doing that? That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, what are you going to say no to? Like you won't give up this freaking jujitsu on a Saturday. Like, my goodness. I would have done that six months ago because I said it, Steve said it. Saturday is like, boom. Uh, that's what I would do. Mm. Yeah, but you're different. You know, you want to you want to do that stuff. So I, that's fine with me. You're doing very well anyway. Like, it's... But how do you how do you create the you know what do you want what do you want to become what what do you see in your mind 
I, I text you what yeah, I, I know, but what do you yeah. see in your mind? Like when you look at you in five years' time, what do you see in your mind? I'm like a bit, like a bit of a. I see myself as like a bit of utility, like phenomenal real estate agent for the area, but also involved in a company in a sense. And people are going like, "That guy's such a good boss. He's such a great leader. So fair, we like go to war with him." Plus, have a really good investment portfolio that people look at and go, "How did that guy build that investment portfolio at that age? Like that's unbelievable." But also be like the person for my family that they're like, just if you need anything, like Jordan's just got it covered. Mm. That's kind of what I am now. But I see it as a bit of a utility. Mm-hmm. Like there's different, you you were only one goal. Yeah. But see, if I, if I was in your spot, I'd, I see it as only one goal. Mm. That's all income based. It is all income based. Yeah. yeah. So I would see it as... How do you become the most phenomenal real estate ever to walk in on Australian soil? That's mm. what I would look at mm. myself. You see it as like in some football team being the utility, helping everyone out. Like that's a bit what you'd see it as. Yeah, but because I come and bring, give it my all every single day. Mm. Like that, I don't need to put a goal. Like I'm going to come in and work a lot because well, no, I've done that forever for, since I started. Like it's so that <laughs> I was. Thank you. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Like, I'm not just going to start letting myself off. Like, if anything, I'll bring more to the table. Mm. But I don't feel like I need to put a, a an, an output goal because I, f- I feel I'm always doing as much as I physically can. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that doesn't yeah. mean that doesn't mean like it's not tweakable. Yeah, it would be tweakable. If you asked me what you <laughs> need to do based on what you said, then so like that's. That, that's a sheer performance goal. Mm. But everything that you said runs off your performance at work. That's what I think. Well, our performance, yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. If I was you, I'd be like looking at how do we, how do you become the leader in the team that's going to get the next bit out of the team? Mm. I'd pay attention in Monday meetings. Get off your phone. I would. I'd be like running that team like a like an absolute machine and saying, "Well, what does everyone need to do for this to go up twenty percent?" Yeah, that's what I would be doing. Yeah, it doesn't mean you got to work more. Sort of, maybe work differently. I'd stop lunches altogether. You mean get the most out of everybody in the team? Yeah, help and, lead and the team. yourself, and you yeah. got to start being harder with your nose because you, you are you you're very. I say yes to anything. Huh? I'll say yes. You to do anything. say yes to everything, mm. anything, but. In a way that it's not bad. It's like in a way that's like, you know, someone says, hey, do you want to go for lunch? And you see there's an opportunity to connect. But I said no. Yeah, but you and I, we spoke about this the other day because I went out to dinner with friends of ours, also developers that are running a great business in our area. Like you are, your brand is built around exclusivity and no one really knows who or what or where you are or what you're doing. Like there is that. It's like that unknown, isn't it, about Matt. I have the complete opposite. Yeah. Like I'm the known. But you think you need you need to you think you need to be like that. But 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 I but you enjoy it as I well. I do I, it's a mix of I enjoy it, I think, yeah, well, like I should be there. We would take the relationship that little bit further. Like the yeah. convers- I don't know where that conversation's gonna go. It could be it could and it ended up being a bit, there was business involved in it. We nearly got a deal out of it. So like, 
Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. On that, right? Let, let's not, not that I was thinking about that when I'm going, but yeah. I, I think, what else? At, at seven o'clock dinner, nine o'clock at night. What else am I doing in that two hours? Yeah, I'll be no, at the office anyway. Let's talk about time management yeah. for a minute. So I, if you look at your growth, and I've always said to you, Jordan, we need to protect your growth. Mm. Like I said, I've said that many times because when you're growing, your time becomes less. Then you've got to look at which tasks are the yes and which tasks are the no based on what your goals are. Yep. See, if you've got a goal of just being here and just enjoying life and doing all that, that's different. You want to be like, I know what you want. You want to be the best. You do. You want the highest profile. If I read the message out from last night, it's like you want a huge profile. You want to be known for this and you want all your investment stuff and you want blah, blah, blah. But that is all come from as you get busier and busier and busier, you've only got limited time in the day. So let's call it 12 hours. And you say yes to someone's dinner and you say a business opportunity came out of it. Let's talk about this for one sec. This is the way I see it differently. You might want to go because they're good people anyway, right? Mm. So it's like you might want to go. That's fine. But you go to a lunch in the middle of the day, which you do. I have for a long time. No, but you, you, you have to, done yeah. a billion of them, right? Yeah. And someone rings and goes, goes for lunch that hour. So you've got an hour there, you've got two hours at the end of the day. It's three hours. That's, very long. That's a lot of time. The one in the night, the dinner. Let's say you didn't want to go to dinner. Mm. But you said yes because you're like, eh, I should really go. This is the way I see it. If I don't want to go, I don't go. Yeah. But it's like if you rang that, because he's a client as well and a friend. He's more of a friend client to use, more of a client to me. Mm. But I like that type of relationship, more of a clienty type of thing. If you rang him and said, hey, do you know anyone that wants to buy a unit? Because mm. that's what came out of it. Mm. If you just said, hey, I've got a unit that's just come back on the market. You don't know anyone that wants to buy a unit. What would the answer be? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it yeah. would be. That just saved you two hours. <laughs> that's the way I see it. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not that, like, don't go to dinner, but I just think to myself, like, can I actually devote that time and still have enough energy for the next day without upsetting the flow? Mm. You know? That's why I say no so much. And do I miss opportunities? You say no so much. You say no to everything. Everything. You know who I learnt from? John McGrath. Yeah. That's who I learnt from because he, he just doesn't socialise. And I quite like that model. <laughs> I do. I do see people, from a few friends from time to time, but it's like we, we just have – I just see time as such limited resource every day. And what are you going to get out of it? And it's so – I love the saying, a hard no is better than an easy yes. I love that saying. Because to sit in front of someone and say, no, I don't want to go to dinner with you, which I do often, I actually am just being truthful. But I see it as protecting my energy and time because I've been where you are, where I've been pulled so thin that I'm like, I don't know if I can keep going. That's the difference. I've got like – bit of a different reference point than you. Mm. Whereas you're like a Labrador. There's just like, let's go to the park and run around and jump all over each other and la, la, la. <laughs> but, but I'm hypersensitive around where am I going, how limited time is, and what do I need to do to get there? And I don't mean that in a transactional way. It's more like, I can un- like you said, the pillars. I can only give the pillars in my life, the main ones, so much energy at each day. You know, it's like this morning, I didn't do cardio today. I did ice bath and breathing. I put the podcast over cardio. 
You know, so I'd take that out. That's how, that's how rigid I see things. I won't do cardio today. And I've got a Zoom call tonight at 6. I won't train this afternoon because I put the Zoom call over the training. I don't try and squash it all in. And I think when you squash it all in like that, you don't do it properly. Yeah. Mm. That's the difference. Like with the way I see things now, I'm like this, this hour, what am I going to say yes to? What am I going to say no to? And I protect it. I think when you protect your energy so much like that, your day seems to flow a little bit more. Why was our month not that good last month? And I, I don't want to talk about it like at all. It's an energy thing. So moving into the next month, I've got to make myself excited. Not make myself, I've got to get excited about what's possible. For some reason, our energy went weird last month and it just was very clunky. So this month, I'm like, I've got to own that energy space because if I keep the same formula going, what's going to happen? Same month. Same, same month. Yeah, that's right. Mm. It's not just all of a sudden going to change. But once it unlocks and unshakes itself, then you just, it starts to motor along. You know, and then, then you've got to hold that. So that's why I'm so rigid with energy and time. Anything else to add? No. Let's just add. finish with going all in. Yeah. All right. Like I, I, I think you've got to do it your way, like you or anybody listening to this as well. But I don't know any other way to become successful apart from going all in as deep as you can. And there's a time and a season. So like my all in today is health, Tara, you know, newborn. I don't want another divorce. So it's health, Tara, work. And we talked about it yesterday between certain hours at work. But I work all day around, around what I can do anyway mm. and bed early. Like that's my all in now. Why? Because my energy is protected. You're all in at 20. Are you 29 yet? Two months. Two months, yeah. yeah. You're at 29 years old. You're all in is. Yeah, ninety-five percent work. Yeah, that's right. Which, like I, which I, said, I, I said yesterday, seven till eight. Yeah, most days. Most days, and, and then enjoy Saturday rather than being some chaotic mess. Yeah, that's Thursday true. leave at five to go and see Cookie, and Sunday just try and have a family day. But you end up being on the phone all day Sunday anyway. Yeah, we uh, you yeah. work like you're doing very well. Like, I know I give you a hard time, but uh, I'm very proud of you. Like you're doing very well. You, you're doing great things. You know, you you're really giving life a big push. You're going to achieve your goals. I can see that. But I think now it's time for us to dial it in a little bit more mm. as well. So what can we do? So when you dial it in, you've got to think to yourself, you can't stretch time, but you can say no to some stuff. So I'm going to start saying no to some more stuff at work and go maybe a little bit deeper in the prospecting side of things, just a little bit and turn my calls up a little. I said it to yesterday, I'm going to increase my appointments yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I think when you look at it that way, all the time in a season, where are you at right now? If you want to increase your business, you've got to make business 85% of your time. Like there's no other way around it. Like to you, say no to lunches and say no to Taekwondo or whatever it is on Saturday. <laughs> You'll be right. And start um, wearing wheezies. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, like health is so important. Like I want to meet the, the best version of myself at 55. I'm going to meet that person one day and I'm designing it each day. That's where I'm, what I'm doing. But I want work to be just as important as health, not just all work. Because you can be all work now. It doesn't mean as much to me now like if I was just all work, whether we're number one or number two or number three. It doesn't matter as much as long as we're doing our best and you guys are growing and everything's moving. Whereas before being number one, it was all I cared about. Yeah, being number one, more because of like that gave me a track to run on, not because I was like, 
yay, look at me, I'm number one. I was like, what's it going to take to, to get there? And that's where I gave all of my time. So if, if you want to go all in, be prepared to say no to some stuff and you watch what happens. The yes side will grow so much more and it'll say yes to your goals.